Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views from midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the game itself, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Views from Mitch Street podcast, available where major podcasts are found on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on Apple iTunes, or faux free on the Odyssey app. If you have not done so, if this is your first episode, do us a favor. Find Views from Mitch Street on your podcast provider. Click that little heart icon, subscribe and download every episode, and don't miss a second of the Views from Mitch Street podcast. Carolina falls 37-34 to Atlanta in overtime. And let's start with the position that we were talking about moments ago, and that is the quarterback, P.J. Walker. 19-36, 3-17 through the air, one touchdown, one interception on the day. Lonzo, did P.J. Walker do anything that was A, unexpected, B, anything that tells you that he is a long-term viability at this quarterback. All right. First of all, he did exactly what was expected. Uh, he threw an interception, and he didn't have a whole lot of yards till the end of the game. He he got his touchdown on a hail mary. He was basically ineffective uh, for a good portion of that game. Uh, someone that that works here at the station tweeted out: uh, Baker and Sam couldn't do what PJ did. Yeah, they could, and they did. You know what they did? They lost too. So they absolutely could do what PJ did. Uh, I wasn't very impressed yesterday. He was shorthanded. They couldn't do what they did the week before because Chuba Hubbard was out. Foreman had an excellent game. He really did. Um, but if Chuba Hubbard was in, you get it would have helped PJ a lot. Would have given him a. a a little more of an outlet, someone to throw the ball to because Chuba can catch the ball, a little more like that. I'd, I was not impressed by P.J. Walker. He hung in there. He did. He hung in there, but uh, he missed a lot of passes, and he was basically ineffective as far as throwing touchdowns till the very end of the game. P.J. Walker... And I'm going to go back to the same thing I said about DJ. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to be negative the entire podcast. You really, podcast. Are. You I really am. are. I'm just going to. I, I'm. I this am. This is so weird. This is. It's supposed to be the other way around. I am embracing the Rob today. Embrace your inner Rob. Uh, PJ Walker showed exactly what DJ showed. That fight. That aggression. That that desire to win. And that's great, man. I'm, I'm glad to see it. That's that's the team. Tank or no tank. That's what I'm looking to see. 
However, P.J. Walker also showed in some big spots that P.J. Walker is who we thought he is. He's a very, very good backup quarterback in the National Football League, right? He's a guy that I feel comfortable carrying as a number two quarterback, a guy that I know if something goes wrong with my number one, I can plug him in. You're going to get some fight. You're going to get a guy who's going to go out there and bust hump to try to get it done. But at the end of the day, P.J. Walker is not a starting caliber NFL quarterback, right? You know, I'm going to I like to talk about myself a lot. I've been told Um, when Ron Brown was in high school, Alonzo, and it was basketball season. I was a basketball player. When Rob Brown was in high school and basketball season, Rob Brown was every single day and took great pride in being the first guy dressed in on the court for practice. The last guy off the court and undressed after practice. He was a dude that was early to every game. He was the first dude into the locker room for film study. He was the first guy into the weight room on workout day. I was always that guy. I had and maintained at the time the best work work ethic on the team. There was not a dude on our basketball team who put in more work than I did. You know what I didn't have? Talent. Ability, right? There was also a reason that the dude who showed up every single week late to practice, who was the last one in the weight room and the first one out of it, who was the first guy to leave the court and the last guy to get on it at practice, you know what else he was? Mr. Basketball in the state of Florida because he was just really, really good, man. Really good. Sometimes fight and ethic and dog. And all that stuff that we talk about, all those intangibles that are all good things, sometimes it doesn't matter because you're just not that good, right? My college basketball career went nowhere because I was bad at basketball. Really hard worker, just bad at basketball. My coach, Mark Tiza, defined me in my senior year as the glue that held the team together. You know what that stands for in coach speak? This dude ain't that good, but I got to say something nice about him, right? P.J. Walker has all the heart, all the intensity. If you could take P.J. Walker's heart and intensity and stuff it into Jamarcus Russell, Jamarcus would still be winning Super Bowls today, right? But he's just not. He's just not that dude. He just doesn't have the, 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 the ability. He's a good quarterback. He ain't a great quarterback. He's exactly the... I would be happy to have P.J. stick around in a backup role if that's what he wants to do. But... The answer is, was, and remains now. We got to go draft the quarterback next year, and we better pick the right one, right? We still got to find a head coach. I don't know if it's Wilkes or anybody else. I'll tell you what, this team's showing fight under Wilkes, right? They're showing resolve under Wilkes. But it's the exact same thing, Lonzo. Them fighting for Steve Wilkes is not the same as Steve Wilkes coaching them to a win. Yeah, you know, I, I again, online, I, I saw a lot of people, you know, well, this is a totally different team than it than it was under Matt Rule. Really? Is it? How many more games have they won since Steve Wilkes has been the coach? Does it look like a different team? It looks like a different team, but you're getting the same result. They still have only won two games. And I think the only way that he can keep this job is for them to win some games and they're not going to. It would appear that they're not going to do that. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I'd love to see them win the rest of their games, the rest of the season. Not going to happen. Could it happen? It's always a possibility, as long as you keep your helmet on. Um, God, I just can't, man. Keep your helmet on. 
I, you, you see a different level in intensity. You see a different level in in drive, possibly, since Matt Rule's been gone. But you get the same results. It's uh, I, I'm going to disagree to some degree. I think we see. I mean, how many, how many more wins have they had since Wilkes has been at the at the helm than they did when Matt Rule? I get there? it. I get it. But it's it's one of those things. And like I said, we've, it's we've a had process. This. It takes a while. He doesn't have time for the process. He doesn't have time for the process in trying to prove that he's the right man for the job. Right. Right. Here's the thing. There's no obligation to make him the head coach, right? It's an audition for him. I do think there is some element of, can Steve Wilkes show with a depleted roster, with a roster that is, as of today, in my opinion, officially out of the divisional race, right? There's no incentive to win other than Steve Wilkes gets the job. Can Steve Wilkes show me that he knows how to run a scheme, he knows how to run a team, he knows how to run practices, he knows how to run a conditioning program, and he knows how to 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 gel the roster together. If the answer is yes, he's in consideration, right? The only way Steve Wilkes was definitely earning this job is if we get to week 13, 14, and we're still in the divisional hunt, right? Then, then Steve Wilkes maybe has earned the job. Steve Wilkes, I do not think Lonzo can definitely earn the job the rest of the season, he can only lose it, right? If this team becomes disjointed, if there's if there's a lot of confusion, if things aren't getting done, then Steve Wilkes can lose the job. The only thing I think he can earn is consideration and an interview at the end of the year and a little bit more familiarity with Tepper, with Fitterer, and with the guys who are going to make this decision on behalf of the Panthers when the year is over. Uh... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I am proud of the energy that team put on the field yesterday, of the explosiveness that team put on the field yesterday, of the execution that team put on the field yesterday. I'm proud of all of that. I'm not thrilled about their loss, the result, but I'm happy with what the team brought to the field. And as of right now, that's what Steve Wilkes is trying to show he can do. I'm going to build you a unified, together football team that's got fight in it. And I thought we saw that yesterday, even with an L. All right. So so the question is, if you have a dysfunctional team, people don't get along, and you know that that, that guy hates that guy, and they, they don't have a good rapport with anyone, but they're winning, that's more important to the fans. It's more important to the team itself. The wins are what matters most. I do like how they've played. I do like the difference that it seems has been made since Matt Rule has been gone. But if the end results are boneheaded things that cost you a game, you still looked at it as inept as you did before. And should they should they have been competitive with, with the guys that they got rid of? Maybe not. And maybe that is Steve Wilkes showing what he can do with less. But I, I think more than anything, as a fan, you know, 
you had me up there. You had me believing. I thought for sure. Even at the end, when I thought the game was over, you catch that pass, and, and it's like, okay, we're going to do this. Everything falls into place. Tom Brady lost Thursday night. We're going to take first place. And then someone removes their helmet and brings me back to reality. Not just me, but most Panther fans. Back to life? Back to reality? I... Uh... Don't like put said, don't don't put any bad things on that song. Okay, I that s- thing still rocks. I sent Lonzo a text that was like, "Ooh, tomorrow's pod's gonna be fun." Lonzo texted back, "It ain't over yet." Right after that, the flag. I mean, right when I got that text, the flag came out. I was like, "Ah, tomorrow's podcast not gonna be as fun." Yeah, but when I seen the text, when I sent the text, I saw the flag. Oh, you'd already seen it. That's okay. why I said that. Yeah. So you know, listen, I um. I think two weeks ago, we were like, all right, playing for the tank. What are we looking for the rest of the season? And my answer was, I'm looking to see who wants to be on the foundation that moves forward. Who's got the fight? Who's got that dog in him? Who wants to Who wants to be here? Who wants to win football games? Then we beat Tampa. We're game out of the division. A win Sunday. We win the division. Now I'm like, all right, now I want to win. Now I want to go win the division. Now, I mean, we, fortunately, it's a crap division, but a crap division champion is still a division champion and in the playoffs. So let's go see what we can do, right? Let's see how much fight this team's got in it. We dropped the game on the road in Atlanta. We're now two games back with the tiebreaker going Atlanta's direction. Fortunately, we got another crack at Atlanta and it's in our house in just a couple of weeks. We can avenge uh, that loss, right? Like there is, there is still that chance. Like I said, I'm concerned that the Saints have turned a corner. I am waiting on the Bucks to turn the corner. I'm hoping that they're about nine games out of the division lead at that point. But look, we got the Bengals coming up on the 6th. Then that Thursday, the 10th, four days later, we got the Falcons coming to our house. It's a short week, but they're coming to our house on a Thursday night. We got the black helmets coming out with the black, black on black on black, right? That game, we beat, uh, you know, you find a way past Cincinnati. We won't, but you find a way past Cincinnati. Now, all of a sudden, it is interesting. But right? here's the sad part. It's the sad, the sad part. I hadn't watched Atlanta play until this point. They're not any good. No, they're not good. The whole they're division's not. bad. They tried to give that game away, and the Panthers should have Gave won the right game. twice. They did. Yeah. The Panthers just tried to give it away more times than the Falcons did. But... Like, and I guess Mariota here's the thing. kept saying, here, win this game. I guess the thing for me that I, I kind of want to take into consideration about this, Lonzo, is when we're talking about goofing it up and trying to hand the game away, we're talking about four minutes, right? We're talking about a penalty on what should have been the last play of the game or the last meaningful play of the game. And then we're talking about a missed field goal in overtime, right? If that, I mean, listen... The defense came out, played well to start off the overtime, got the interception, brought it all the way back. A missed field goal in overtime. The overtime period, the Panthers played excellent football in the overtime period, right? By the way, no. Excellent football. No, no, no. no. You play excellent football, you know what you do? Well, the defense played excellent. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. We you played excellent football you except score, the field goal. You score a touchdown right there because of where you were in the field you don't, after you the don't, interception. You don't, you, it's the thing. When you attack that with that ball, you don't. You know you don't. a field goal wins the game. I want to do enough to win. I don't need style points. It's the NFL. It's not a poll. Here's here's the thing, though. You score a touchdown, you don't have to worry about a kicker missing. You make sure you knock down a field goal, you don't have to worry about scoring a touchdown. That could be well, played both you, ways. If you hit an extra point, 
But what I what I what I, what I don't want to do is create a situation where we've got the ball, we're down inside the twenty five, and I got PJ Walker flinging it around the field and potentially turning it back over to Atlanta. Hand it to Dante Foreman, let him pick up as many as he can pick up, set the ball exactly on the field where the kicker said he's got the best chance to win it. You control everything to give you the best chance at a high percentage field goal, and we just pull it outside of that. And outside of the penalty, and the the Panthers played a pretty damn good football game, top to bottom. It was just two dumb things that happened: the penalty and a blown field goal. Otherwise, we're we're having a very different podcast today, right? And that, to me, and I think this is our our, our spark of disagreement on the pod today. That to me is a cause for optimism. Not pessimism. Atlanta's bad, too. We're bad. Atlanta's bad. New Orleans is bad. I'm interested to see what they are next week after a big win. Tampa Bay's bad. We're all bad. Everybody in the division's bad. Yeah, but... But show me you're the bad that friggin' wants it. All right, so... One misplaced helmet took you from first to last. Yes! Yes! That's literally it. That's the whole pod. One misplaced helmet took us first to last and changed the atmosphere of the division. But you know what everything outside of that mis- that misplaced helmet showed me? This team's got some want in it. It's got some fight in it. That's all I'm looking for. 